I'm not sure who told me this, but uh, the, the one thing that I always took away, or like uh, I try and uh, keep in mind when I'm playing, is that you can't be scared to make a decision. Like you make a decision, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's the nature of fighting games, right? But you can't yeah. be like, well, what if I if I do this, he might do this. But just whatever you feel like is going to work in the moment, just do it. And then if he does something, you know, if your opponent does something to counter, you keep that in mind, and then you go forward. And that's how the gameplay evolves. But um, okay. never play scared. That's the biggest thing. Never, never be afraid of decisions that you make. Never be afraid that oh, you could lose a whole round because you know if they block this uppercut or whatever, right? They're gonna, you know, I'm gonna eat five thousand damage. But that's just the sure. nature of fighting games. Like who knows? You might be right. You might get out of the corner and you might win the round. So. to the absolute guard podcast yes welcome this is episode 55 my name is benny and as always i'm joined by my co-host john uh who soon enough will be a married man how's it going john pretty good pretty good the uh the wedding has definitely been on been on our minds lately uh so if you are inviting me to an event in october uh i am a forever maybe for the whole month because who <laughs> Who knows what else could go wrong? With the <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, all good, man. It comes to the territory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How's your day going, man? Uh, it's going good. It's going good. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, the football season just started, so I was excited about that over the oh, weekend. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, the German national soccer team, which I follow since I was born in Germany, uh, they won a little friendly game today, and they've been playing tor- terrible, so all is, all is right in the world right now. Like, Things are going well. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and then I think during our last episode, you were actually in a, like a fantasy draft while we were taping. Like, yeah. how, is, your, is your fantasy draft doing okay? Uh, my team did. I actually lost the first round, but it's okay. Like, I'm, okay. I'm learning. I'm learning things on the fly because I haven't done it at all before. So uh, it's been a learning experience. But I, I'm gonna get the. I'm gonna get the grasp of it. I think I'll be okay in the end. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. So who do we have on today? Uh, so today we have Mr. Uh, Crazy EX, aka Ernest. What's up, Ernest? How's it going? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, cool. thanks for coming on, man. So, yeah, so... Uh, I-, I wanted to bring up right away that you introduced him as Crazy EX, but on the branding <laughs> for the episode, I have everything as Confirmist. So we have to answer <laughs> yeah. that that perennial question. Or, um, perennial yeah. is the wrong word. But we Do have to we... answer that question. How how yeah. much how much time do we have? <laughs> we got time. I mean, that's pretty much how we typically start our episodes with somebody new. Is like we want to know, kind of like your origin story behind your name. I mean, some people have stupid reasons or they think that are stupid reasons, but I always yeah, find yeah. it interesting. Um, so yeah, I think. Well, I mean, I go by Confirmus now. That's my uh, tag on CFN, or at least it has been since Street Fighter Six came out. Uh, but even before that, Crazy X was what I just. It's like a default name. You ever? 
created like an xbox like old xbox live accounts mm -hmm. and it like gives you suggestions of what you should use yeah. um <laughs> and i think i was trying to create something because i was playing um what was it uh, anniversary collection because i wanted to play third strike online and you have mm -hmm. to create a name i forgot what i did oh my brother had like we shared a xbox live account but then like i moved away and moved on my own so i made my own and i had to make a new one and forget what i was trying to take but everything i tried to put in like it didn't work so finally no. i was just like i'll just take whatever xbox live tells me and just happened to be like it was crazy underscore ex for something um yeah. and to the life of me oh. i mean it's been so long ago because this was like original xbox like anniversary yeah. collection on original xbox so yeah i couldn't tell you what the reasoning was behind why i wanted or why it came up with that suggestion but ever since then that's what i ran with and then i felt uh I kept that for years until I moved back to Arizona and we had tournaments at uh, the old arcade in the box. I don't know if you guys were, were you that, were you around? I'm pretty sure John was around. Yeah, John was for like, yeah, for like the original, original, the one uh, at the the very first store. Um, that's where the first tournament for uh, four was. And it was like uh, a bunch of uh, Smash Kids 2 there. And it was really crowded and uh, I think I was I made it there last minute, and so that's what I went with, and then everybody just knew me as that afterwards. And <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ever experienced trying to change their name, but it's really hard <laughs> to change your name because people remember you. It doesn't even matter, uh, yeah. uh, you know, if you're winning tournaments or not. Like people will remember your name anyway. Oh yeah, and then you're like, well, I guess I'm stuck with it. So I just kind of let it ride for basically yeah, the, for a long well, time. Yeah, for a long time. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's kind of how we got to where we are now with that. Um, but I don't mind. Like it's it's kind of like a part of my past anyway. So yeah, if you yeah. call me that, I'm not gonna, not gonna get on it's a, about it. It's just <laughs> it's a different chapter. It's just funny it is. it's like crazy ex and so like like I said like crazy x like that's what tells us. Yes, and then that's the other thing too. I kept getting that joke a lot. Um, and I still it's still my Xbox Live tag today. Like I've had my Xbox Live for like 20 years almost, and um even now uh people say the same thing <laughs> they make the same joke and i'm like i wish i could change it but you know, i know for a while people were t saying crazy exe uh, yes that, like... okay so that was another one i thought was pretty cool and i actually tried to use it but then it never caught on people just called me the same thing anyways and i'm like well what's the point um yeah oh really i thought you didn't yeah. want to be called that and then no like, no it was just people okay it was like, it was probably like two different tournaments where I entered like that. And then they ended up, because people knew me who I was anyway. Uh, and they just put, they dropped the E and they just put crazy X anyway. And I'm like, that's not what I registered as, but okay. Um, <laughs> so I just went with it. But I did, I did like that one. I think, uh, who the came up with that? I remember. <laughs> I remember we were talking about it on stream one time, but I, I actually kind of enjoyed that, that name. But was it, was it Reese? like maybe all the way back then <laughs> yeah it was it was back then like haas ran bat type thing. okay so yeah that's, yeah okay. um and yeah I guess that's where i tried to enter a couple tournaments in um in marvel yeah that's what it was in marvel and they kept changing my name back and i was like all right well <laughs> this is you know what I it was it might have been me actually oh it was it you me. are are you to blame for I, my name because i was games. messing with the brackets so like uh hasm's english wasn't 
I mean, it was it was he was he was fluent. I mean, you could right, you right. could understand what he was saying for sure. But every now and then he would just like pick up like some odds and ends and mis mispronounce or misunderstand someone's name. Yeah, and so yeah. I went out of my way to fix a lot of that stuff because it was important because that's what we get copied and pasted onto the stream. Yeah. Um, mm. And which he was running, uh, so, like he was busy. He, he was too busy trying to like do all that stuff. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll make sure all the names are good. And I just, I, I bet I was just like, you know what? I bet I has misheard it, and I, I'll, I'll change yeah. it back to what I think Ernest truly wants. Yeah, because we used to have maybe. Yeah, well, I guess I have John to play, But yeah, when we went back and looked at the, you know, the vods that he would put up, yeah, that would be my name on screen. So I'd be like, okay, well, even though that's technically not was in the bracket. Um, oh, okay. but yeah. It just, uh, like I said, it just kind of stuck. Um, and then, uh, start when I started using confirmers, just because everybody used to, um, like everyone, everybody, like everybody in Tucson, I should say. Um, I think it was actually Nick that started the whole thing, because he used to be really like he used to get really salty when we would play. Um, yeah. And it was back in SF4, and back then you could confirm low forwards, but he never believed. That that's what I was doing. So it actually became a joke, like as a way to kind of just take a shot at me when they would just call me confirmist. Um, oh, really? It was, it was yeah. ironic? Okay. Yeah, it was ironic. But then we started playing in team tournaments, and uh, I forget what exactly happened, but started doing it to other people. <laughs> and everybody got really super hype about it. So they all just started calling me that. Again, just it kind of turned into, like, again, a way to kind of take shots at me. But then it turned into, oh, wow, this is actually a thing. And uh, I kind of I, I like the term, so I started using that every now and then, um, and then that's kind of where we're at now. So yeah, so you can thank Nick for that one. Yeah, see, I didn't I didn't know that that was your <laughs> CFN on um, on Street Fighter Six because I think we played then because I, I played saw one that time. Name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that name and I was like confirmed. So I was like, is this I kind of like being incognito because like... people are like, is that you? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah um so, so initially play. Yeah. okay <laughs> yeah yeah we did play we did play one so that was, that, that was actually the first time i ever played dalton too um i haven't been able to play as much six as i want to just because life but yeah um like i had never run into a single sim in like a thousand matches um yeah. so very rare character so yeah when i saw yeah. that i was i was excited to be able to at least play one um yeah, i think i think you won i don't remember i'm pretty sure i can't remember won. i think you i think it was two one if you if i'm remembering correctly but yeah yeah Okay, that's cool. No. <laughs> it makes no, that sense character. now. It makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, I was I was always wondering, and I never bothered to like bring it up or ask anybody. And I was like, "Is this artist?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... You can just message people on there, right? And so just send yeah. me a message. I'll tell you. Um, cool. but <laughs> I think I ran into Mocha too. Mocha's uh, same thing. People was like, "Is that really him?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's me." So <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of folks nice. that I know that are that are hiding behind their different names. So For, like fake names. Yeah, it's it's there's some like mystique to it. It's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not to... on purpose. I'm not trying to hide from anybody. It just happens oh, that way. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I had the choice, so I chose to go with that just because it just sounds better to me. Yeah. But nice, nice. So other than the like the the gamer tag thing, the other thing that we like to to find out about you is kind of like your origins with in, in terms of like competitive fighting games and fighting games in general. So where did that start from in terms of like just general fighting games? Uh, in Abe's basement. <laughs> oh, really? What are you doing down there? And, and, uh, and I'm, not, I'm not joking. Um, so, man, this is like way, way back. Because Abe's probably the one I've known the most. And 
like the longest time, I should say, in the, yeah. like the fighting game community. Um, but yeah, like I said, we started playing Anniversary Collection. I forgot what we were doing. Oh, so this is even before that. So before that, we were just friends because we all we used to work at the same call center or whatever, and we became friends. Um, okay. Because we both like Halo, and he was really into like competitive Halo or whatever, and he was like, "You should come play at my house because my other friend plays." And so, uh... Uh, yeah, so my brother and I used to go over to his house all the time. Oh, sorry, my doggy is interrupting <laughs> me. <laughs> um. So anyway, we used to go uh, over to his house and just. You know, we'd work all day. We'd go to his house. We played Halo till like three in the morning, uh, and then we would go to work the next day, and then we would do it all over again. So, um, it's tons of fun. It's just kind of like, uh, you know, just being kids or whatever. Yeah. Um, and nothing else to do. So, um, but anyway, that's kind of where we started. And then I don't remember what what it was. I guess he was a really big fan of like Street Fighter Two. Like he played it a lot or whatever, an anniversary collection was coming out, and he was like, oh, I'm going to get this, we should try it, or whatever. Um, and it wasn't even to, you know, we didn't care about Thursday, we didn't know anything about it at the time. Um, and uh, me, at that point, the the most exposure I ever had to Street Fighter was, like, at a pizza place, putting in some coins, yeah. and having some <laughs> old man take my money and, like, yell at me because, you know, he's like, get off the sticks, kid, you don't know what you're doing. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I, I, it was so funny, because... Um, I know why now, because I kind of understand the mentality, but like, um, you know, 14-year-old me going up to this old man playing Street Fighter 2, and like, how do you do that uppercut or whatever? And, you know, <laughs> get out of here, kid. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, man. That was kind of my first introduction to uh, Street Fighter. Anyway, um, but uh, it was a lot more serious about Street Fighter, uh, so he knew everything, and like, we just... You know, obviously couldn't touch him because he was all he's playing Zangief at the time. And yeah, just to cut in briefly, it. just to cut in briefly, Abe, the Abe we're talking about is said 3s. He was Set featured 3S, on yes, I should. Yeah, he was featured on podcast episode 29. So go give that a listen if you're interested in his background too. <laughs> there you go. So um, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, we were just playing that for a while, and then we were like, oh, what's this uh, this third strike game that's in you know anniversary collection? We should try this out just for fun. Um, and we were we were playing around with it a little bit, and um, it was like, oh, cool, we can parry. Hey, look at that! It's something you can't do in other games. And I think mm. we just looked up a video because we were like, okay, we want to know how to do things in the game, right? So we looked up something on YouTube, and we found the Daigo Parry video. And then that's all. That's that basically all that she wrote. We all just spent hours trying to replicate that and uh <laughs> <laughs> like literally in his basement trying to replicate that and then we started learning how to actually play the game um and started getting pretty good at it playing online whatnot and unfortunately at the time i had to move away so all i had was the play online but that's kind of where i started going to like california and starting tournaments and oh, i guess that's okay. that's where everything started so by the time i moved back to arizona uh, street fighter 4 was out and then um, you know, it was uh, running the AIAB tournaments, and that's where it all started. So, uh, cool. Uh, what what part of California were you in at that time? Um, oh no, I wasn't in California. That's where Abe was oh. going to tournaments in California. I had moved to oh, Louisiana, okay. um, for like a couple of years, and oh, okay. uh, yeah, just like right outside of Texas. But I have some family there and whatnot. And um, eventually, I moved back because my grandfather got sick, so we were taking care of him. Um, oh, okay. and then, but this is where I'm from. This is where I was born. I mean, I've lived here most of my life. So I, uh, that's the whole reason why I came back and, um, yeah. And there just happened to be like a huge free fighter community by the time I got back here and <laughs> was more than willing to jump in. Cause it was, it was so much fun. 
And at that time, Street Fighter Four was just out, and everything was new, and yeah, good times. Yeah. Okay, so in terms of like your like your first competitive or where your competitive uh, fighting game um, <laughs> journey started, what, so that was with Street Fighter Four. Street Fighter, yeah, that was the first tournament I ever entered. Third Strike was all online and was just learning stuff, so nothing actually like serious tournaments. Um, okay. But yeah, that that first tournament they had with Street Fighter Four in Tucson at AIB was the first tournament that I entered. So I think I was so, playing Ryu at the time. I got destroyed. So yeah, I didn't I didn't do good. <laughs> we've we've talked about AIAB or Arcade in a Box a couple of times on the show, but I don't know if we've ever like given like a formal introduction of what Arcade in a Box is. Uh would you be interested in explaining a little bit of that? First? Um sure. I was um I wasn't in hands on I mean I I did a lot of stuff for them, but mm-hmm. it was more of like Abe and Ed's uh, baby, like they decided they were making sticks at the time. Um, mm. This was before, you know, we had actual stick manufacturers. Like it was really hard to come across uh, custom sticks. So, um, yeah, they uh, Ed started a business out of that. Uh, I think it was out of his garage originally, um, and yeah. then it got uh, Street Fighter Four came out, so they got really popular, and they were able to move to an actual venue. Uh, and then they started running tournaments out of that venue, and it just kind of exploded from there. Um, eventually, they outgrew that venue, and then we moved into one where I think you guys are probably more familiar with. Um, yep. And uh, that one stood for a little while, and until yeah, unfortunately, Ed couldn't do it anymore. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, that was basically the start of the competitive scene in Tucson, because that was our venue for uh, through almost all of four. So yeah. 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 Like if we think about the the difference in venues over the years, right? Like nowadays, the the standard is we all live in we kind of do like PC gaming lounges are pretty common. Like those esports arenas yeah. that popped up during the the big crypto craze. <laughs> um, there's also like like TGZ, which is our our gaming shop. Like yeah, uh, it's a game shop that happens to have a lounge in it. But even that, like Arcade in a Box, predates TGZ, which has been servicing the Arizona community for ten years now. Uh, over 10 years now uh aiab like what's interesting about arcade in a box specifically is that they they actually have their roots not in computing or in gaming even well gaming yes but they they were specifically fgc focused and that they Mm. they made arcade sticks which you know we know with street fighter 6 when when it when it came out like buying a hitbox or buying those brooks converters like all that stuff's out of stock right when street fighter 4 came out like there wasn't even a supply chain for that stuff to begin with and so like yeah. like there was like one option which was like that mad cats tournament edition stick or the standard edition stick like basically <laughs> the mad cats was the way to go but yeah. then nobody else really <laughs> uh, and so that's when the custom st- the stick stuff like everybody just started going to those like reputable and again, at, in 2009, reputable meant you were part of the community for a long time. Like they had right. their own subculture in the tech talk forums and, and Shoryuken and stuff. So like reputable really meant something before a lot of the big dogs like Razor and even Mad Cats like at that time got into yeah. it, you know. Um, but yeah, so it became our venue, right? It became that rather it became the Tucson venue, uh, Arcade in a Box, and it became a brand. It became a team. Um, yeah. And in the same way that like team hazmat or yeah um i guess team hazmat is probably the closest analogy or the devastation crew like they put devastation for their names too so yeah big tucson clan yeah (laughs) yeah uh then they had one big uh like final go away tournament uh they rented out one of the the hotel venues for 
and mm-hmm. uh, invited some people from California and like and like it was it was a pretty big tournament. Um, we had a lot of, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun that time. I still have my jersey and uh, <laughs> me too. Still in my closet, <laughs> but yeah, was, um, yeah it sad to see you. This know. is it, right? This is, this is it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Michael yeah. Jackson reference. Yep. Yeah, yep. there were huge Michael Jackson fans, and even then, that was before that was before Michael Jackson got canceled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so long ago. Both, so at long NA, ago. both huge, huge Michael Jackson fans. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely missed that place. It was it was good times. Um, but uh, yeah, like you said, we had TGZ kind of taking over that spot now and um now it's just you know we travel over there whenever we can and um yeah, yeah so it's nice to have it in, in person that's kind of what i'm used to i know online lobbies and you can do all that stuff now it makes it way more convenient but there's there's just nothing that beats sitting down and being able to talk yeah. to the person next to you while you play yeah yeah <laughs> that's something we literally did what was it two days ago, Benny? <laughs> we did. Yeah. We did a bunch of online. Tur- I did three online tournaments in one day. Man, it's wow. it's nothing in compare compared to an actual offline event, which I did last week, last weekend. Uh, I actually was down in Tucson for for yeah, yeah. John Grow's tournament. So it's night and day, night and day. So much more fun to play offline. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's kind of our new venue, the police station. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they're kind of yeah, just let us use it. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned you mentioned playing Ryu in Street Fighter Four, and that's what that's what I remember because like when when I think of when I think of Ernest, like Ernest has been like a huge part of kind of like my FGC journey, and ah. like so when I when I moved here in 2012, you mentioned the the has the hasbats, and that mm-hmm. was like my first tournament, and I got third place there, and I and on the way there, like I I beat you, and I'm pretty sure you were playing Ryu. Yeah, and yeah. the thing I remember is the I don't think the vods are still up, but Isaac was commentating like a different match, and uh, I guess he had heard that I beat you, and he said something in the commentary like, "Oh, Ernest just lost. Oh, Ernest is so free, or something like that." Yeah, and, he did. Yeah, 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 he said something like that, Isaac. and I was like, yeah. and I was like, you know, I, I felt good about myself at that time, but then like, I think throughout the rest of the Street Fighter Four journey, I don't think I ever beat you ever again. <laughs> Like it was, uh, I think it was Cammy from there on out, or what? I don't know when you made the switch, but like I don't think I ever beat you ever since that first match. I have a story about that too, about why I switched. To be honest yeah. with you, um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, well, I should comment on the other point, yeah, because I remember like there was it was a joke because we always played each other, and especially at Hazbats, and I remember sitting next to you and being like, oh, hey, it's you again, like, because yeah. um, it just never failed. We just always were on the same side of the bracket, <laughs> like every single tournament, and but. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's how I got to know uh, Benny. And so, um, yeah, we're definitely grateful for that. And he's one of the coolest guys I ever met in you know the fighting game community. So, um, thanks for being so cool and not being uh, <laughs> not throwing me out the window or something. Um, but um, yeah, I think what did I? So yeah, I started with Ryu, and that's just kind of because everybody picks Ryu, right? You play Street Fighter; it's like yeah. easy to get into character and whatnot. And um, it was still early street fighter 4 and they hadn't really introduced the new characters yet and it wasn't until um they introduced the twins and i made the switch to yang that i started seeing any type of like real success um mm-hmm. but the only reason i even started playing those characters is because third strike background i'm like cool third strike characters you know um okay and they just happened to be busted and yeah this is arcade edition yeah. twins yeah that's arcade <laughs> edition and they made them that way on purpose which i don't agree with like i i I get it. They wanted uh when he he wanted to uh, bring back kind of like the third strike era of the you know Yun and Chuns and um what was the 
idea behind it. It was that uh, you had to have a villain in there that people can hate. Like that was kind of yeah. uh, was Ono's um, philosophy. Like as a way to make the game hype. There's got to be someone in there that you got to strive to beat or whatever. But anyway, yeah. <clears throat> and it was just yeah, uh, such bullshit. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't agree with that at all. But <laughs> I don't think they actually said... meant that. I think they just they they didn't they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> Right, like, it oh, just this character to... came out good. <laughs> yeah, but, but, um, yeah. So they kind of had to come up with an excuse on, on why yeah, they made them. That's that my way. thinking. <laughs> um, but yeah, we started playing them, and then uh, it wasn't until what well, like the very next season or iteration. Uh, they didn't have seasons back then, but the next iteration of um, was it Art? I can't remember what it was, but they like nerfed the twins and well Yang mostly and 2012, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah 2012. Yeah. That's what it was. Written 2012. Yeah. Eight, 2012. Yep. Um, so they nerfed him, and he just just wasn't viable anymore um at least for me and uh i had to start making the switch and i started looking around what characters didn't want to play ryu anymore because you know i liked being able to have the mobility and i guess the the twins kind of ruined it for me to be able to move around the screen and do what i want so i tried to find another character that does that and i started looking at the old uh yang players and who they started switching to and a lot of them started switching to cami and I, I remember this because I told, I think it was Abe at the time, and I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to play Cammy. And he's like, you can't play Cammy. She's too complicated. <laughs> and I took that as a, um, that's just Abe being Abe. Oh, because like, of Sako at the time. Yeah. At yeah, the time of Sako. Sako. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's why. Sako was doing crazy things and whatnot, and you didn't, I mean, you didn't really need to do all that. But, um, I mean, if you could do it, then it's just, it's awesome. But, yeah. Um, it's just you know that's just how we were is you know he's like i oh, know you know you should play whatever this character i'm like no i'm gonna play cam i'm gonna prove you guys wrong um or specifically i'm gonna prove you wrong and uh <laughs> so i just started and that character that was, character was hard to learn i'm not gonna lie like it was definitely not uh because <clears throat> uh there's a lot of techniques that you had to learn that i didn't have to use as ryu like who has to, you don't have to do tk dive kicks as ryu like it's yeah <laughs> um uh but also like the confirms the hit confirms are very different um their anti-airs are very different even like her neutral game is very different so um yeah it's like starting from scratch and i think i lost like three tournaments like 2-0 just playing with her and it wasn't until uh it was well i started training with nick a lot at his house mm. um and he was playing Fei long which is busted um <laughs> <laughs> but at the time so i started training at his house a lot and uh started getting really uh, used to the character that way. And then um, Hamad had come to town uh, when, uh, I forget why he was there, but uh, he was there for a few days and he actually came to my house. And he taught me a lot about how to like view Street Fighter and how to play and what I should be doing. And um, even as playing Cammy and uh, and he, again, he was playing Fei Long too. I just couldn't get away from the Fei Long matchup. But um, <laughs> yeah, so he taught it. me. Yeah, yeah. So he taught me a lot about how to play the game, and it was it was after that that I started seeing more success, and finally won my first round bad, and um, just the character, you know, just finally just the character just clicks, everything just clicks, and then you yeah. just you just take off from there. And then I play Cammy in every iteration for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. The other. That feeling's great. Like, yeah, when, once things start to click, man, and just like, yeah, you get a good feel for like spacing and like what you're supposed to do and situations and stuff. And like, once that stuff's like kind of second <laughs> nature, like, yeah, that's that's one of the best feelings yeah. in the world. But you you gotta pay in blood, man. Like, it just it yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah, you just gotta take your beatings. Um, yep. But yeah, yeah, it was it's a it's a fun journey. That's kind of what I kind of sold me on the whole 
tournament scene is just trying you know there's always something to strive for there's always someone to beat there's always another goal to get to so yeah since it's a never-ending journey yeah one thing i found interesting about your journey because uh like as far as like switching characters and why my reaction about about cammy being too complicated for you kind of i was met i I was like (laughs) what uh is because for for our listeners uh, you know cammy is is known at least in the street fighter 5 era and i think i don't know how people feel about it in six but in five at least (laughs) she was known as the easy character uh and consistently the easy character and then in six uh same deal i think uh everyone kind of approached it initially being like i'm just gonna play cammy because she's easier um and so to hear cammy being technical back then in four (laughs) was interesting but to go to grow on that to, to go a little bit further on that one uh the idea of the whiff punishing and the neutral and everything you know that <coughs> style it almost like because it was a it was a very specific style in street fighter 4 to the point where like you guys considered it a niche style and then abe was like there's yeah. no way Ernest can play this niche style right yeah. but it's interesting cool. because cammy ends up being like the de facto standard for footsies across multiple versions of the game uh, in in four, five, and six, in my opinion, uh, she becomes the basic fundamental character, the confirmed yeah. character, right? Even um, cross Tekken too. Like cross Tekken, yeah. yeah, same thing. And that's usually accompanied with fantastic walk speed, good normals, and a dive kick. I think that's the commonality across all three of them, uh, all through all four of those games. Um, but it's interesting to me in that she's gone from a niche character to like the entire series i would say is kind of based around that style of play like everybody thinks of cammy as honest in a lot of ways um so good on you for for seeing <laughs> for seeing the way the meta was gonna evolve yeah. fighting games are gonna evolve and they want clean ass neutral with a hint of dive kick <laughs> yeah um plus it's just a fun character i don't know just dive kicking around things is ne- never gets old um <laughs> so yeah um but yeah, I think I, I've gotten I've gotten that feeling about six too, as far as Cammy goes. But like I I don't know um, I don't know if you want to get into the topic yet, but I just feel like she's I don't know not the same character, but mm. you're right the the neutral everything all all the skills that you had before if you, if you were playing Cammy for four and five they all carry over in this into this game. But I think it demands so much more of your mental acuity in six than it ever did before. So yeah, I, I would say, like she's not a Shoto. But nope. the analogy of a of a an archetype, like a Shoto like archetype that carries over across multiple games, like how you can play a Shoto across three, four, and five, like yeah. and six, like all pretty similarly into. Um I think Cammy, at least in four, five, and six, you can kind of approach with a similar game plan out of the gates and then get into the game specific stuff. Yeah. One of the things yeah. I did before <clears throat> before five came out, I stopped playing Cammy altogether in four. Because I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to learn a new character and a whole new thing. And then it ends up being like, yeah, you're right. It's the same, similar. Oh, that was a mistake that I made because it didn't. I didn't need to do that. That was just a choice that I made. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I didn't make the same choice this time. I'm like, I'll just keep playing this character all the way to the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before, before we kind of jump into like, the Street Fighter 5 era, like um, you mentioned your brother earlier. And mm-hmm. this is one thing I always remember because... Uh, in at the end of the Street Fighter Four, like they did, we did a kind of like a Tucson versus Phoenix, like seven v seven. I didn't participate in it, but it was at the uh, at the Maker House. I think Nick is the one that kind of organized. Oh things. yeah, I do remember the Maker House. Yeah, yeah, oh, and yeah. like 
I brought my family down there because I was like, hey, we're going to go check out Tucson for the first time and we're going to go hang out and go watch the 7v7. I like I was recording stuff. I was like documenting stuff like who, you know, who beat who. And I just remember at that venue, like that's where the first time I saw your brother and I didn't Mm -hmm. know that you had a twin brother. And I just remember looking at some looking at him and I'm just like. That looks like Ernest, but that's not <laughs> Ernest. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> and then I was like, Ernest has a twin brother. And then somebody yep. told me like, yeah, that's his brother Carlos. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, it all makes sense because <laughs> I was kind of yeah. just like looking at him in the corner, and I'm just like, I wanted to say yeah. hi, but I was just like, that's not him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. He was my uh, Halo buddy back in the day. Um, speaking of like old gamer tags, we used to be big Mega Man fans. So I used to be X and he used to be zero. And those are our tags for uh, Halo. That's um, pretty cool. We're playing, so yeah. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, he still plays Street Fighter. Uh, just not, I mean, probably not, not as seriously as I ever took it, but um, he yeah. still plays. So he still shares, shares similar interests. Yeah. And then, Very cool. Uh, going into like Street Fighter Five, like so at that point, like I had you know I had played Honda and Four all those years, and then like I had to choose who to play. I chose Dawson, and you know it was it was a huge learning curve. And you were a part of like the start of that because there was a launch tourney hosted by uh, Angelic, undefeated mm-hmm. twenty sixteen, their the first weekend of the of the release, right? Mm-hmm. And I did terrible at the tournament. I didn't want to, but the one match I had was on stream. It was against uh, Rick Dog, who's been mm-hmm. on the show before. And you and Marvin were commentating my match, and I had hit him with like a teleport. Like I think he yeah. slid underneath underneath me with Chun Li, and I hit him with a teleport and a super, and then I juggled with the roundhouse. And you and Marvin like lost your shit, mm-hmm. and yeah. like I have that clip saved. And it was just like you guys are just like, oh my god! I was like, what the? It's like so much life, blah blah blah. And I was just yeah. like, that was like the one hype moment I had in that whole tournament. And then I'm like, you know, I went one and two, like I said. And but that's like, all that matters. Like, yeah, that was like all you, had, you know, I got the one thing clipped that that I wanted, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and that was like such a great moment for me to like hear you guys like the natural hype from like, uh, like you guys seeing and like seeing something for the first time. Like you know, like I said, it was launch time, right? You, yeah, even Warbin. Yeah, we like, had no idea. What I've never, going on. I've never <laughs> seen that. I, I didn't even know that that was possible. So yep. like, yeah, you said uh, you said that you had chosen uh, or you chose to go with Cami in in five two. So, um, how was your, I guess, how was your experience from the beginning with, with Street Fighter V and, and playing Cami? Uh, I just remember it being like how similar it was to 4. And I don't want to say it was easy, but it was definitely uh, not quite the struggle that I was expecting to get into the flow of that character. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just remember. I don't want to say I was unbeatable, but I just remember in the beginning, it just, because uh, I remember I had a lot of matches with John too, and we were like trading tech um, oh, yeah. in the very, very beginning uh, yeah. about it. And um, yeah, I just, I just remember having so much fun with that character and just doing all kinds, you could never get away with the stuff that I was doing like two months later. But in the very <laughs> beginning, you could do a lot of things and, and it was just, it was, it, I just remember it being good times. Um, and people hated yeah. me for a little while, <laughs> but I was like, oh, to well, figure it out. Like, it, well, it just well, yeah, I was gonna say she has like the she had the whole basic kind of like the install, right? Like the the roundhouse and the like V trigger cancel or the the fierce and the V trigger cancellation, and then it was just yeah. like, oh, it's party time now, right? Like, she yeah. was one of those characters. And she did, and I mean that game in general, you did a ton of damage. But like in the very, I don't know, people remember season one. Uh, Cammy did a truckload of damage. Yep. <laughs> like yeah. you got hit once and you exploded. It was crazy um yeah. 
So yeah, oh, and she was like a stun monster too. Like you could you could stun off of like uh, one sequence. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was like I said, it was it was <laughs> it was kind of it was it was wild. <laughs> it was wild time. Street uh, season one of Street Fighter Five was wild in general. There was all kinds of unfair things. Um, yeah, just, yeah. Uh, Ryu in particular. Ryu um, jump light kick. Yeah, jump light kick. <laughs> no, Ryu jump jab used to make me want to oh, like break my controller. <laughs> Like uh, you, I don't know if you remember that you couldn't jump. Didn't matter what you did. Nothing beat jump jab or nothing beat uh, anti-air jab. You could just do jab all day. And oh yeah, like, this, <laughs> this sucks. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I I remember that. But still, it was like I said, it was, it was fun times, and I really enjoyed how that meta like evolved and how people just got people just got insanely good at that game. It was it was, it, it was at the end. It was really hard to get wins at the very end. So yeah, yeah. Speaking of the end, that's again like. Again, this is this is like probably the peak of my fighting game career was playing you at Rewired. That's the second Rewired. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the one that, we, we, I do remember that. Yeah, we ended up in the in the same pool. Like I was the one running the brackets. I remember, uh, you know, I talked to Nick. Nick was the one. You know, I didn't do any of the seating or nothing. Nick did all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I remember looking at the you know our pools were like eight people or whatever. And like I just remember looking at it and I was like, all right, Ernest is on the other side. <laughs> and like up to that point, like yeah, like I said, like. From the beginning of Street Fighter 4, when I beat you that one game, yeah. all through Street Fighter 4, and then I think through all through Street Fighter 5, up until that point, like, I had never beat you again. And it wasn't <laughs> until that moment, and, like, I went in there, and I played, like, amazing. And I won, and, like, I felt like I won pretty easily. And then I even, like, uh, I think, I don't know if John was around there. I think it was Scott and Rick and some others. They said I kind of got off the stage, and I kind of had, I looked pissed off. And they were <laughs> just like, why do you look so mad? And I was just like... Really? I was just like, I, I guess I had like murder face on. They were just like, yeah, you were yeah, just like taking yeah. that completely seriously. Like you just like, like walked through it. But I'm just serious. like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Like that was very uh, humbling because I was like, oh yeah, it's just it's just sim. It's whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of things that I hadn't seen before. Uh, just because it wasn't a very popular character at the time, so it was hard. But yeah, like um, I think there was certain block strings that you're just able to get through, and I just didn't have any idea how to deal with it. So sure. yeah, it was, that was that was good stuff. But um, that's the type of stuff. Like at the time, obviously everybody's salty because they lose or whatever. But those things that you look back on and you really learn. And because I went back to the lab and I studied uh, what I could do to fix a lot of the things that happened in that match. Yeah. And I'm a very big proponent of you know taking what you can from your losses and um, not just blaming it on you know uh something oh i didn't play well or i didn't you know some controller wasn't working right or something i don't know know, or even just playing online with lag and stuff like that i think that's really important to be able to take those losses and learn from it and go back in the lab and figure out how to not let it happen again um yeah so yeah yeah i mean to to your credit i mean you ended up placing higher than i did i think john got like third or fourth at that tournament but you ended up placing higher than me anyway even though i had beat you (laughs) because i ended up losing like my next two matches like out of you know the second day or whatever yeah, but, and like uh, I said, yeah, a lot yeah. of people started getting really good at that game, like right around that time. Like people were like really, uh, really grinding it out, and it was it was not easy to get wins in that game. So, yeah. you know how I it's got fun. how I got fourth of that tournament? I picked the top tier. I switched to Chun. <laughs> oh well, there you go. Yeah, serious. I actually want to use that as a as a segue here because um, I I I think it's worth noting. That a lot of people, Ernest, like consider you a rival, or like, like, have you, you noticed that, right? Like, you noticed I, that too. I do, yeah. Like, and I don't know why. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> see, 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 to, to be fair, like, 
I wouldn't consider it a rivalry because to me, a rivalry has to be kind of even keeled, right? Like we have to be like going back and forth. Like I beat you, you beat me. Ernest was kicking my ass for like, <laughs> man, six years straight until that moment. That's why it was like huge for me. Like, I don't know. I don't know what got over me. Like why I wasn't like super pumped up or anything. Like I was just like, it was just like just like, another match to me. Yeah. Like, honestly, I could have just, you know, I, I probably should have popped off even bigger, but considering the, the, how big that moment was for me. But like, for me, like a rivalry, like I said, or like a demon is somebody. I mean, I would a consider Ernest yeah. more of a demon. Yeah, the okay. demons, the demons, the person that's always kicking your ass, and then finally you get over that mountaintop. So, like, yeah, that for me, Ernest isn't a rival. Like, I see his rivals as kind of like Mocha and everybody else. Ernest is but, Ernest was my demon for like the longest time. I like it, it's not just you though, Benny. Like, I've heard that from like Isaac and and uh, Nick and and. Like Abe would, I think. I, I don't think Abe ever wants to lose to you. No, he doesn't. <laughs> and yeah. myself too. I I, I genuinely considered you a rival. Like I remember at the beginning of Street Fighter Four, before I knew you, and I went down to Tucson for the first time. Uh, you were introduced to me. I forget. Like it was like Reese or Louis or so, like that group of yeah, people. Those, like those yeah. are guys I met too in the very yeah. beginning. Yeah, yeah, and like a lot of folks. Like I, at the the opinion was just like, oh, these guys are just tear whores. And back then we didn't really have like a, a good way to like to like work through that, like to figure out the top tier is okay to play. But what's funny to me is that like at least in Phoenix, I think that early on in Street Fighter Four era, like you got the reputation for being a tear whore, and I think that made it easier to turn you into being a turn you into a villain, despite yeah. you being a nice dude. But the yeah, fact yeah. that you would beat everybody with top tier, and then you switched to fucking Yang, <laughs> right? So it's cemented. Yeah, yeah. And then here's the irony of this is that then you switch to Cami and she was the best in AE 2012, like hands down. Yeah, like, no Kuma, maybe, right? So like there was there was a motivating factor there. But then from then on, you've been playing Cami loyally like since then. Yeah. And she just ends up top tier every fucking time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh we so, have this joke that if they're blonde, they're top tier. So yeah. if, I'm playing, if I'm playing a character, it's usually a blonde character. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, that was never uh, that was never my intention. Oh, let's just pick a top tier. That's never uh, that's not how I view games. But uh, if there's if there's characters that are lacking options, then I I mean I I do tend to stay away from those characters. You know, like mm. um, I want to be able to do play the game that I want to play. So if sure, that character yeah. allows me to do that, then I will play them. Um, but yeah, yeah if they. I think the landscape of the fighting game community has changed since then to not hate on it as much. Yeah, yeah, but well, what I, I always thought about it like you know if I went if I stuck with Ryu and I kept playing would they still hate me like I don't know like, <laughs> back in the day but uh, I just remember wanting to be so bad because when I first got in you know I used to travel just because I was friends with Abe used to go travel and play uh well I didn't actually get to play in like the Tucson v Phoenix because I wasn't good enough at the time um yeah. so I remember thinking man I just want to be part of the whole thing you know and I'm like sure. how do I get there and like I can't get there playing the way i play now um and i'm like why don't i pick this character they seem pretty strong and yeah, yeah. but um yeah that's just how it went it was never an, it was never intentional uh, yeah totally no i get i get it but that's that's the irony is that then cammy you became a cammy loyalist and then just cammy ends up being top tier every game anyway so you're not <laughs> gonna get any, no, any i don't rest. know why man it's so much fun to play that character and uh even when she got nerfed in 2012 to uh, the next version, Ultra, I stuck right? it out with yeah. Her. yeah, Ultra. Yeah. I stuck it out with her, and I mean, she was like not not even top ten at that point, but mm -hmm. I still stuck it out with her. And, and uh, I mean, I did what I could, but it was definitely hard. Um, 
So yeah. that character's either like super good or just not good. <laughs> <laughs> There's no in between for for her, I think. I, I mean, I, the way I always had it like described to me was like, you know. Marvin would just play the character that fits him best, often often a lame character. Mm-hmm. You know, Abe would yeah. just pick whoever was the best, like, period. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. Rock would pick whoever he just felt like playing that day. Yeah. And then yeah. when we when we decided, that, like, when whenever I would hear you classified with that group, you would always be, like, in the same group as Abe, which is, oh, you're just going to pick the best. So, <laughs> well, I have a chance to, pick... to dispel that. <laughs> well, okay, so part of that is kind of true but that's only because abe's my training partner or he has been for everything and if i didn't then i'm in for a nightmare training scenario so like i kind of have to pick a character that can at least stand up to those top tiers so at the end of the day even if i thought a character was cool i'm like well it's not gonna i gotta find something that beats yun or i gotta find something that beats you know i think he played guile and ae back in the day and Yeah, so actually, that's actually the whole reason I stopped playing Ryu because that match was so awful, <laughs> like Guile <laughs> versus Ryu, and I'm like, I can't do anything in this match. Um, yeah. So that was one of the big reasons I switched, and mainly because of, of him. But um, yeah, I don't mean to blame it all him, but it's his fault. So. <laughs> no, it's, it's great that you brought up uh, you brought up Abe, uh, Ernest himself, Rock, and then Marvin because when I think of think of Ernest, like that's or I think of Tucson, like those are like the four horsemen of Tucson right there. Like when they're coming up to Phoenix, like those are the guys coming up and those are like the guys I was I was wanting to beat the most. Was to, if I got put in the bracket against one of them, it's just like, okay, I gotta take out one of these guys for sure. And like it was never Ernest, it was never Marvin. Occasionally it would be Rock and then like Abe got to a point there where he wouldn't play and like it was you guys are always kind of like the litmus test for I think a lot of players like John was saying like especially you like you're that you're like the pinnacle of like what people wanted to to get past. Yeah, basically, cool, I, like, I just I, never thought of it that way, and then hearing you guys say that, I mean, it's it's that's really cool. I, <laughs> like, yeah. If I had to take a community poll of like who like who people wanted to like who people would be the most dissatisfied losing to. Like I think you would be top three, man. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't think anybody wanted to lose to you. Nobody I know yeah. wanted to lose to you ever, including your chain. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and all I ever wanted, I was like, man, I just want to be one of the cool kids. In yeah. yeah. That's all I ever wanted. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's funny to to hear it from the other side, kind of like the legacy you leave behind. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that's actually it. like a a pretty decent lesson to learn too. Is that when, <laughs> when the more you win, the more people actually want to want to beat you. <laughs> the more, yeah, like, yeah. There's like like I I agree with like that that want. I had that want as well, and um, I still have that want. But I've noticed that like it's a lot. Uh, you put a target on your back. The more success mm-hmm. you find, the more yeah, yeah. more people want to take you down. Um and. Uh, Shouldering that is hard because oftentimes you get stuff like irrational stuff like, oh, he's a tear whore, so therefore he must be a bad person or something. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like you get you get that you get all the the whole gamut of responses to your success. And I think I that's think that... one of the the coolest things about our scene, at least you know, in the in from what I've noticed is like everybody has those those ideas like, oh, he's he's a tear whore, he's a terrible person because he plays whatever. Sure. Uh, and then we all go to tournaments, and then we all go to Canes afterwards, and we have the best time ever. So, yeah, yeah. Those are, that, that's what I miss, like that that type of stuff. But, yeah, and yeah. to be clear, like I think a lot of the that 
those sentiments i think we've grown out of them yeah. <laughs> like oh, in, my, in my angry 20s like i think i was probably one of the first people to be like ah fucking Ernest beat me with stupid <laughs> yang uh, yeah. you know, like, yeah. uh, but you know nowadays it's like if anything again like the style of switching characters to to uh adapt to the change of the, changing in the game like that that has become the modern style in both like your footsie style has become the modern fighting game style but also the idea of being able to adapt to uh and switch characters freely between season to season in street fighter 5 and you know you already see it in 6 like people are dropping characters already like right right well like that's just what <laughs> yeah well yeah. yeah um i'm yeah i remember man manon and oh you should get five stacks no you can't win like yeah, yeah. And that's I, just like I man, she's that. got no way to get in. She's yeah, exactly. <laughs> is that uh, a, is this a good time to talk about six a little bit? Do you have any more memories <laughs> for five? Do you want to you want to hash out, um, Benny? <laughs> no, that was that's like I said, that was probably the the pinnacle of my career. There was beating Ernest in that tournament, and I think I at you, the man. time it was uh, yeah, who was it? Um, I still don't know. I don't. I, I saved the clip myself, but it was like I think it was on the fighting fighting ninety nine channel. But that's that's when James Chen was here. And it was James Chen and uh, Velociraptor that were commenting that match. And, you know, their commentary really kind of, like, hyped things up, too. Because on the one side, you have James that doesn't really know, like, the history of our scene, right? And it's kind of just commentating what he sees. And then you have John, who's just, like, kind of dumbfounded by what's happening and the fact that I am I won. And he's just, like, like Arizona's surprised by this whole thing. And I'm just, like, I was, like, oh, that's cool to hear. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's fun so times, then... fun times, man. Yeah, and now we're at six, uh, and six is released. And um, you know, how how are you liking the game? I uh, I enjoyed it uh, very much, and like I said, I just I haven't been able to play as much as I want to, and put as much time as I want to. But when I do play it, I'm like, I have to watch the clock because I'm like, I gotta work in the morning or whatever, and I'm like. <laughs> oh, Two thirty in the morning. I could play one more game. It's fine. Well, like, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. That it's a it's a it's a dangerous game, and that that just speaks highly to how much fun that game really is. So, yeah, been 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 enjoying it quite quite a lot. That happened to me last night. Actually, I was like, <laughs> I I am ready to call it a night here, but wait, I can just switch characters and play ranked on a different character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, we always yeah. have this thing, like, when I played Call of Duty with my friends, like, always gotta leave on a win. But then, like, yeah. in this game, like, it's hard because, like, you get into that slump and all of a sudden you're just like, I think I need to take a break. But I was like, no, but I can't leave because I gotta win. But then, like, mm -hmm. your AMR starts to go down and you're just like, no, nah, I need to take a break. <laughs> yeah, it's gambling. It's basically, yeah, yeah, it really is. It's yeah, like, really it's like am, I on a, am I on a losing streak right now? Am I hot right now? I better keep going. It's even though it's 2.30 yeah. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've had oh, a lot of man. fun with it. Um, but so have you? Uh, you you're playing Cammy in six. Have you tried any of the other characters, or have it just been exclusively Cammy? Um, well, I play Cammy. I play a lot of Jury um, in the beginning, and Ken a lot in the very beginning. So, I mean, obviously, all, before all like, top tiers, all top right? Tiers. But like this is all in the very beginning. Nobody knew who was good or whatnot. I just thought these characters were fun. And yeah, um, totally. Yeah, yeah, and especially in you know in the. Uh, in the very very early parts of the game, like those are easy characters to play. So you yeah. know, I'm like, okay. Um, and uh, like, I thought JP looked really cool in the beginning, and I wanted to learn JP, but now everybody plays JP, and I really don't want to play JP. Um, 
I also so, wanted to play JP, and now yeah. I don't want to play JP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of kind of the sentiment. Yeah, so you understand. Um, but yeah, I'll, I will say every single character in this game is really fun um, that I've tried. I mean, I even play like I never played Zangief, but I've tried Zangief in this game, and even I was having fun with that guy. And I'm like, okay, um, not I don't know how much I can win with Zangief, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in the it's the 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 ecosystem of the game that allows you to play a certain way, and it's just it's yeah. just every yeah, character's so, one yeah the, the freedom of expression like uh speaking of zangief i played the weirdest zangief yesterday he did not drive rush at all normally like you get the knockdown and you see the drive mm -hmm. rush and they start pressuring you this guy didn't drive rush at all i was completely dumbfounded by what he was doing especially against sim because i'm just like don't you want to get in and he's just yeah. kind of standing back there and i'm just like this is like street fighter 2 like what are you doing dude it was, it was <laughs> the weirdest thing to be well you can I've make seen, that work i've seen a few geefs not drive rush on oki before and i because like they'll do they'll do drive rush and then sweep or drive rush and then like the flippy over roundhouse thing right yeah yeah and drive impact beats both of those and so that may, maybe that's why i don't really know i'm sorry to get know. into the gameplay theory here i just like i've been thinking about that that's too it. like specifically yesterday i ran into a geef that did not drive rush at me and i'm like why yeah, it was it was the weirdest thing like yeah. maybe he's just trying to be like the super most honest player in the world <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah i'll do that with my game sometimes too I'll, I'll legit handicap myself because i want to you know like i need to make sure that i uppercut everything this time or like i don't want to mm. uh use this tool and then, i mean obviously i think you should use everything in the game if you're trying to win or whatnot but if you're trying to learn like i feel mm. like that's a good way to kind of improve on a skill that you're not particularly good at um yeah. just kind of yeah. little things that i do yeah, that's a great point because like when I played, uh, I haven't done it in ranked. I mean, maybe I'm too involved in trying to win, but uh, <laughs> but if, uh, when it comes to casuals and stuff, like when I played friends, like there's there's times that I've like purposely handicapped myself. Like, you know what? I'm not gonna jump at all, or I'm not gonna do this because uh, I want to focus on this specific aspect. So that yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I will say I'm terrible in ranked because my playstyle does not uh, go well with the point system because I'm very much. Uh, I like to learn everything that's happening in the first game. Like I'll do yeah. whatever I can to just get as much information as possible. And that just, you get a lot of first round losses <laughs> with yeah. that way. Um, so that's another thing that I've been trying to get away from is trying to learn like a new style and how to play and just kind of, uh, you know, get, I don't want to say, uh, get, you know, manipulate the point system, but that's kind of yeah, what you have to do if you want to get a high MMR, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I think we talked about it on the last episode, uh, the difference between pl playing proactive versus reactive, right? Yeah. React if you play reactive and like with punish style, which again, that's Kemi, it's suited for her. Um, like you're going to, like I drop the first game very regularly when I try to play mm -hmm. reactive. Um, and it's way easier to just smother the shit out of them, right? Right. But I think what are you learning? Exactly. Yeah. One of the pieces yeah. of advice you gave me once uh, was... Uh, you know, somebody perfected. I uh, what was it? No, I perfected somebody, and mm -hmm. I was like, "You're you're showing the replay," and he's like, "And you told me you were like, you know nothing about what this guy what this guy can do though now because you like you started out so strong, like yeah. you have no idea what his his offensive options are, and so now it's the, the burden is on you to continue that offensive pressure in order to prevent that from happening." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh shit, yeah, you're right. I haven't seen anything of his because I'm too busy trying to smother Marvel style, you know." Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So it's I, I agree with that in that you 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 throw games oftentimes to get data and to adapt, right? And yeah. then win in the in the way of 
counterplaying as opposed to winning by smothering or yeah. executing your game plan first. Obviously, best case scenario, you can take that first game, but I, I don't know. I think sure. Just that's just my place. Other people play different, but I think that's the the data that you can collect to help you like seal a series or whatever, especially in tournament. I think that's invaluable. Yeah, okay. yeah. For me, like I'm not I'm not throwing that game where I'm not trying to learn things. Usually, I'm just losing that first round or first game, like because I'm getting overwhelmed and I'm just like. But a lot of times, like like you said, like I make that adjustment because I'm like, okay, this is what you like to do with these situations, or I throw out this button and you're drive impacting. So now I know what to look for, and those kind of things. And a lot of times, like yeah. So usually, a lot of my sets are two one because I lose that first game, but like you said, I have the data and then I move forward and I'm like, I make the adjustments and then. That third game is really kind of like the test between the both of us because the second game is me making those adjustments and then you know a lot of times i'll blow them out of the water and i'm just like oh now let's see how you deal with what i do and mm -hmm. yeah that's a that's a great way to look at it man yeah i think a lot of the best players they do that in one round and that has always right. impressed me <laughs> it's like man you learn like a supercomputer you're so fast like after one <laughs> yeah. round you can make those adjustments so if i can ever get that level that that, that would be amazing yeah that's not me i'm usually down <laughs> one and they're just like oh benny's down one yeah. or i'm down oh, i'm about to lose this whole set right now and i gotta make five rounds work <laughs> i played against kawano in street fighter 5 at evo one year and uh it was a clean 2-0 that was the year he won that was the evil champ. Oh, that's that's I had a good reason there to lose. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was the first round. He jumped at me three times, and I anti-eared him every single time. And then I, so then for the remainder of the set, he did not jump. And I was like, fuck yeah, I got this guy. Like, look, he can't jump at me. My ground game is immaculate. You know, like, <laughs> and then the last, but he still beats me. And then the last, uh, the last round, he jumps at me, but he empty jumps, baits my anti-air, and fucking kills me with a uh, big-ass combo. No. And I'm just like, oh, I got played. <laughs> this guy adapted after one round by, by by doing that exact thing that you mentioned, Ernest, and that yeah. he jumped at me three times for data, which is also built into your character and how you like to play, where you have to check that dive kick, right? You have to mm. check if they're going to anti-air, and you have to check if they're going to anti-air the dive kick. So you got to put yourself at risk at times. And that's what mm. Kawano did and killed me for it. <laughs> I'm not sure who told me this, but uh, the, the one thing that I always took away or like uh, I try and uh, keep in mind when I'm playing is that you can't be scared to make a decision. Like you make a decision. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's the nature of fighting games, right? But you can't yeah. be like, well, what if I, if I do this, he might do this. But just whatever you feel like is going to work in the moment, just do it. And then if he does something, you know, if your opponent does something to counter, you keep that in mind and then you go forward. And that's how the gameplay evolves. But um, yeah. never play scared. That's the biggest thing. Never, never be afraid of decisions that you make. Never be afraid that oh, you could lose a whole round because you know if they block this uppercut or whatever, right? They're gonna, you know, I'm gonna eat five thousand damage. But that's just the sure. nature of fighting games. Like, who knows? You might be right. You might get out of the corner and you might win the round. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's one thing. Like when when me and John have talked about Street Fighter Six, he said something about because uh, I've had trouble with the the Honda matchup in particular. And um, one thing, because like I've been worried about like EX headbutt going through my fireballs, and he's just like, that's that's one thing that you're constantly thinking about, and it's just like you don't even know if that guy's gonna use it or not. Yep. And if he does, what does he get out of it? He gets a little bit of damage and a knockdown, and nothing after that. And I never really thought about it like that. I was more worried just about the threat of it, and worrying about you know kind of fighting around it. When in all honesty, it's just like until you show me your hand and that you're willing to do that, then you know it's not really something that I should really be super worried about right until you throw it out there 
it has a cost in this game too and that you know if even if you're right like i've burned two bars as on an ex headbutt and now i'm down in drive so like <laughs> yeah you know yeah. like it's not a sustainable sorry it's not a sustainable um uh game yeah. plan because you can if, if you let the, if you let if it if you let it take away your fireballs then he's just going to recover that drive again if you make him burn all six drive bars on ex headbutts you're not going to die right <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's, that's yeah it's, like i said it's a, it's a big thing that little pieces here and there that you know i'm uh just building building myself up better by little bit by little bit yeah totally yeah confidence in your gameplay is huge even when you're yeah. like uh even when you're down when you're like you know they have 90 percent of their life and you're down to your last bar like that's having confidence in that you can bring that all the way back is huge yeah yeah i mean what? it's like uh james chan always says something like everybody's got a perfect at one time right now whether it's when you got full yeah. life or whether when you got five percent life it doesn't matter just think of it like that right like i can i can get a perfect right now I feel that's... like there's way more perfects in this game than any other oh, game I've played. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why, but that's just well, maybe it's just me. But yeah, it's yeah. If you get put in the corner, you're like yeah, it, yeah. It's... You just die. You know? <laughs> it's like Marvel in that sense. Like you get yeah. Don't don't lose neutral. <laughs> don't get hit. <laughs> yeah, don't get hit. The the confidence thing is actually a really good point because um, I I I, I the way I try to build confidence because I'm not a super uh, uh you know macho in your face kind of dude, but uh what i try to do is like farm optimism and it's it, it ties back to what you told me originally ernest and that um you know if if i were to perfect someone i'm actually it's cool that i won the round obviously it's a net win but i'm not sh i'm not seeing anything they can do if i flip that and i get perfected now i can be an optimist and be like that sucks that i got perfected and i lost the round but i know so much more about how they play now mm -hmm. um so like I, I think some of the advice that you've given me over the over the years has actually helped in that regard. You take that you take that optimism and you turn that into confidence instead. Or you lean on the game mechanics and you say, Well, at least he burned the meter. At least he burned all those bars on the X headbutts, or at least he burned a super meter or something, and now I have that data too. Or now I have extra bar from getting my ass kicked. Or I have a yellow <laughs> yeah. bar, so now I have C A. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Have you guys done that yet? I, I, last night I did that for the first time. I took a, I took a couple fireballs on purpose to put me in CA range. I have not oh, done that, but that's that actually that, really that, smart. That's really smart, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Bit, that, two, that two 300 extra damage could be the difference. Especially if or, it's just a fireball. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Hmm. And then yeah, you put, so a, that's the thing is you play yeah. against an opponent that's willing to throw those fireballs, you're like, oh, they're not thinking about it. But then you play against somebody who does and they purposely don't want to hit you to put you in yeah. CA range. Oh, man. Right. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, unless I have you in a corner or some type of advantageous position. Yeah, yeah, that's actually really smart. Yeah, yeah. I never thought um, about that in Street Fighter. Like, you see that in, like, Tekken with, like, Rage and stuff, right? Like, yes. Oh, he's in Rage, right? Like, oh, God, mm -hmm. now you got to watch out. But I never yeah. I, I never thought about it in Street Fighter. We used to do that a lot in 5 if you need V-Gage, right? You just walk forward and block, and you're like, you touch me. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people, yeah. the people don't think about it. They would just do it and just give you free V-Trigger, and you're like, okay, thanks. Um <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah, that's actually really smart to um, parlay that into this game as well because there is that option which we didn't have before in CA and um, yeah, I'm gonna steal that. Yeah. To be clear, do not take an EX fireball because you never know. Oh, that's true. Shit, right? If it's can, yeah, you got. If it's yeah. can, you gotta think about. It. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But oh man. So okay. Uh some some Street Fighter Six uh just fast questions for you. What's your favorite drive mechanic? 
Uh, it's hard. <laughs> I like Drive Rush a lot. I I use it a lot. Um, drive Rush. Yeah, just Drive Rush anything, especially just like raw Drive Rush in neutral is super powerful. Um, yeah. And maybe a little unfair, <laughs> but I'll I'll use it as long as it's in the game or until they nerf it. So yeah. That is interesting because Cami, I I don't think actually has a very problematic Drive Rush. So it's cool that you're able to squeeze all the juice out of the orange there. Oh yeah. Um, and then uh, one question. So to preempt this next question uh, in regards to Street Fighter VI, uh, one of the uh, hot topics on the Twitter sphere of today, uh, 9-12-2023, is um, Punk made a tweet about Perfect Parry and how he would pay money to have it removed from the game. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that in turn spawns an entire discussion about Perfect Parry, which we've had before. But in, in the interest of being timely, uh, what are your thoughts on perfect parry or just parry as a whole in Street Fighter VI? I think parry is a good mechanic. I, I do enjoy parry, but the way it's implemented in Street Fighter VI, it's way too uh, easy to use. It's not ah. it's not punishing enough if you're wrong. Okay. Okay. Especially uh, with like tap parry being a thing, like you can just you just get away with tapping parry. Nobody, you don't get punished for it. Um, mm. In uh, like in, in games like Third Strike, you'd have to the the, the trade off there was you'd have to let go a block, so you'd be you know, and if you timed it wrong, you eat a normal in the face, and or if they just delay their button a little bit. In this game, you choose to parry. There's not much of a downside beyond taking a throw. So that's kind of my opinion on it. I I like it in the game. I think it it adds a lot uh, depth to the game, but it's just there's too much reward for too little risk in the, okay. in this game. Okay, but to follow up on that, like, so what would, what's something that you would, you would change about that? Because I've heard a couple things, like some people said, maybe make the punish like two bars of drive, or make it, uh, I saw somebody talk about like, uh, you mentioned third strike, making the parry uh, high low, and that way yeah. you make a choice and you can still be wrong with strikes. That was another thing, yeah, in, in thir uh, third strike too, you had to choose between high and low. Um, you don't have to make that choice in this game, so um either something like that i think would be good or you need to give a way to have people be able to punish it harder kind of like the way gills uh parry was in five like there's a legit recovery time in there and you get a full counter combo maybe not something that serious but just you know i should be able to at least if i guess correctly that you parry it, i should get more than just a throw on that or you shouldn't be able to just recover and then just go back to neutral just because you you guessed wrong so just for the amount of reward that you get off of that if you're correct yeah. Are we are we talking like mid range here where they're outside of throw range not mid range, but sorry, they're outside of throw range and then they're parrying and you can't do anything about it? Do you yeah. is, is that a situation that you want to punish in? Um yeah, it was like I'll say like wake up parry, like that's a thing. Um in third strike you would delay your normal, you'd see the them tap forward, they're not blocking and you get a free punish. So it's kind of a similar idea uh in this one. Like you would throw to beat parry in that game too, but um in this game, I feel like the the window for guessing parry wrong for you to be punished is so small that it's just it, it that that I think it makes it a little bit unbalanced. Like there should be some type of downside to me actively deciding to wake up and parry beyond just being thrown. Even if even with a throw loop in the game, like if, if someone if someone throw loops you, like that's still not punishing enough in your mind. Um. I mean, if you wake up Perry, well, that's a whole nother discussion, I think. Um, <laughs> uh, throw loops, I don't, I've never liked throw loops. I'll abuse them in the game, but I'm, I don't think they should be in the game. But 
um, the way the game is now, I think if we're just trying to balance perfect parry, I would I would still take that. I still think uh, you know there, you still have plenty of good defensive options in this game, and if you think they're going to delay, you can still hold up and get out. There's a lot of different ways you can get around it other than tap parry, but right now I feel like that's such a strong option that a lot of people go to that. Like you just you wake up, you tap parry, and if you eat a throw cool, sometimes if they delay long enough, you get to tech the throw because there's almost no recovery time when you uh, choose to uh, parry as a wake-up option. So Okay, so yeah. you're saying being put into a throw loop situation as a punish for a parry is still not enough, and I should be punished harder for parrying. I, I think so. I think if you're in the corner and you're in a throw loop situation, you played the game wrong to begin with anyway because <laughs> that you shouldn't be <laughs> in that position. Um yeah. But that that that's how that's how I've decided to view this game very much like like I mentioned I wasn't kidding when I said I view it like Marvel and like you don't want to lose neutral you don't want to be yeah. put in those throw loop situations you don't want to be put in the corner because if sure. you did you probably already lost around so yeah no that that that's a that's a great way to put it because I was actually thinking about that the other day because I was losing the well I was it was John in particular yesterday we were playing casuals and his Ken was just taking me to the corner and even that's in rank like, I would get taken to the corner <laughs> and like. Again, like I don't get upset when I'm in the, I have them in the corner because uh, again, that's where I do great work, and I'm just like, okay, well, I can't really get upset that I'm in this position now, right? So how do I avoid this? So it's like I'm looking at ways to develop my neutral to the point to where I don't get taken there. Like, how can I stop them from bringing me to the corner? Because that's where I'm losing. It's not, it's not anything in between or before that necessarily. Like, you know, yeah, I might make a bad move and get di'd or whatever, but. That's a that's a different scenario. It's the fact that I'm getting put into the corner and then I'm, you know, I'm losing the guessing game at that point. And that's where I'm ultimately losing. Yeah. It's one of the strongest corner pressure games like in any Street Fighter, I think. And it's very like I don't want to be in the corner, <laughs> especially in this game. It's so crazy dangerous. And you you have to legit make a guess, like a hard guess to get out yeah. most of the time. Uh especially against characters like Can and Cammy and the ones that have really good like just walk up jab pressure. Um yeah, because what are you gonna yeah. do? Um but um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just don't be in that situation to begin with, or at least strive not to be in that position to begin with. You know yeah. what you do when someone's walking, walk up jabbing you over and over again? You perfect, perfect parry. parry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll oh, get better man. at it. <laughs> but see, I think that's a, so I, I like that you can do that. I just think you should be a little bit more punishing. If I walk up jab and then I wait and I see your parry come out, I should be able to at least get a jab punish on you. So. Mm. How, what if we flip it on its head and talk about the reward instead would you touch the reward is the scaling okay currently scaling actually i think the scaling is is great because in when i first saw that uh, and i that you could perfect parry in this game my mind immediately went back to third shot and i'm like man mm -hmm. perfect parry is like the strongest thing in this game because there yeah. was no scaling in that game you get parry and you get you know you destroy someone uh, <laughs> yeah. making, making the right pair but it's scaling so hard for that reward, I think, is very is very good. You still get your corner position. You still get, um, you know, whatever okay you get off of getting that perfect parry or even just getting to put the game back to neutral, right? This is, the reward is huge for actually yeah. getting perfect parry. So I think, yeah, that's fair to have the uh, the damage reduction right away. Nice. Yeah, that's something that's that a, just imagine if you didn't have it now and how much how yeah. how people use it now and then you would just explode by getting a perfect parry. Yeah, I think I don't think that anybody would like that. If, yeah, uh, that's, that's something we talked with, with Scott with with Saber in terms of like before launch was just like that's what his biggest worry was was like yeah. they've seen what what parry is, or uh, damage is against parry um, and we don't want that because a lot that was a big question on people's minds is like why is it scale so hard and it's like it's exactly because of that yeah those are the people <laughs> that didn't play third strike because they don't understand how powerful 
that is. Yeah. Um, that it was really fun to watch, but it's definitely not fun to get hit by. <laughs> I think you got to be a specific kind of player to really enjoy that, uh, and <laughs> that's the third strike scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. That said, it's also a great equalizer too because it makes the the lower tier cast more viable even in that game. Um, and I feel like it's still even the characters with the weaker wake up options, at least it gives them uh, a fighting chance. But then unless you're, um, uh, unless you don't have an invincible reversal, then I don't know what you do, but yeah, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think the nature of Perry and third strike allows for limitless potential as far as like a, a player to player interactions go. Um, but that means there's also limitless potential for you to fucking die. Yeah. yeah. Like I remember the, 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 the example that Benny was talking about specifically was Scott. Scott was saying like, I could die if I jab. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's true. Yep. That's true. That's kind yep. of the, um, so some people like having the power of a nuclear bomb in their hands and others don't. <laughs> okay. I got another, another uh, six question for you. Where would you put Cammy in, in the, in the tiers? Do you think she's top five? Oh, I think she's definitely top five. I think anybody with a low forward drive rush is top five. Okay. If you ask me, um, it's just mm. a, such a powerful tool. And then it just comes down to, I mean, when you got JPs and Kens all over the place, it's kind of it's hard. <laughs> but uh, I think if I think she does okay against those characters. Uh, if she didn't do, uh, if, she, if she if she didn't have a good matchup or not even just like an even matchup against those characters, I think she wouldn't be, in my opinion, as good as she is. But because she can fight those characters, puts her a little bit higher. In, in in my view. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm going to ask a question that kind of spans across multiple games now. Um, so Street Fighter 4, favorite version of Street Fighter 4? Uh, <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's okay, 2012. Well, either one. Okay, so I won the only tournaments. I, I lost a lot of tournaments to Abe in AE when the Twins came out just because he was playing Yen. And that character was more busted than Yang. Yeah. Um, plus, we were training partners, and it just yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's a coin toss. Yeah. Um, but uh, I also really enjoyed when I switched to Cami and being able to do all the unblockables. And it, everybody <laughs> probably hated it. I get it, but like I don't know if you remember he is the, the villain of the scene. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was it was fun to hit people with those. You know, just like oh, I'm dive kicking. You know what side it's going to hit on? Oh well, sorry. <laughs> um, I had way more fun with that than I should have, and I feel bad, but. <laughs> if, I, if i'm being honest that that was definitely the, there's no there's no reason okay. to feel bad i mean considering your trading partner winning is fun right yeah but you had unblockables too he had stupid unblockables <laughs> after the day, so okay um, uh so for street fighter 5 favorite season uh i think probably season two really so that yeah um that's the just one that's the one everyone hated when like Balrog oh, and Laura maybe were I'm top tier. the wrong one. No, no, okay. no, no. Then it's this probably the next one. season. It's probably the next season after that then. Um, so it's, like it when was... G came out roughly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, Cause I edition. felt like the game probably had the most balance at that point. Yeah. Um, and I mean, any, anybody could win. They finally started, uh, they got rid of the, the jump back, uh, jump back tech and some other like really stupid things that just didn't belong in the game um they got rid of throw loops too throw loops yeah throw loops exactly yeah Yeah. and uh yeah yeah i just i just remember having a a blast during that time so yeah so probably three i i 
agree with that one. That was my favorite season two. Um, and I, then, forgot, I forgot about season two being that bad. <laughs> uh, I can't really ask that question about six though. <laughs> but a consolation question, uh, because we 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 talked about your history, but uh, we t- mainly focused on Street Fighter. Can you give just like a, a list of other games that you have entered a tournament for and played like competitively? Everything, everything you can think of. Yeah. Name a, name a fighting game. I probably entered it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh let's see i mean obviously all the street fighters all the other street fighter cross tekken um i've entered normal tekken tournaments even though i'm terrible at it i just thought it was a fun game at the time um marvel all the iterations of marvel that came out infinite and marvel 3 i played a lot of that and john always beat me in every tournament he never let me get top three so i hate, <laughs> I hate john for that. Um, that was the only game i could get <laughs> at that time at that time it was always like I, I, my goal in that game was just to get top three because it was like me and Aziz and one other person that played that game. Yeah. Uh, and so that's all we got to train against. And when we got up to, we had to fight all the Phoenix guys that were nutty at that game at the time. <laughs> you know and, why? Uh, it's because I picked a top tier. Ernest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You picked a top tier. Yeah. Yep, I played the best fucking character in the game. <laughs> Uh, but it was always oh, every, every single time, I'm like, man, okay, cool. Top three today. And I'm like, oh, I just got to get past John and just. Maybe maybe it's just zero. That was zero, no, dude. Bad. Zero Magneto, like zero destroyed Magneto. Yeah, like, it was at a the level we were playing at. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. It was, <laughs> but, but I still had a lot of fun in that game. Um, even the money matches that I did, just obviously it was just uh, a lot of it was just in jest. But we had so much fun with that game. Um, and okay. yeah, it was good times. Yeah, I wish more people in Tucson had played it, but I don't know why they wrote that game off. But yeah. whatever. But I, I enjoyed that game a lot. Um, and then I think Cross Tekken was probably the only game that I played like way more than Street Fighter 4 at the time. Was it Street Fighter 4 era? Yeah, I think it was Street yeah, Fighter yeah. 4. Yeah, yeah, Street yeah because 4 they yeah. yeah, because they put those characters in Street Fighter 4 at the end. Correct. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that was probably the best I did at Evo was when we had, it was me and Marvin in the team tournament, and I think we were just outside of top 8. Oh, uh, wow. And we lost, yeah, we lost to Knuckle Deuce team. So that was, but we beat a lot of other people along the way, and it was really fun. Um but uh, missed that game. And then it turned into something weird. <laughs> did, so. did you not like 2013? Uh, it was okay. I think it was... I, I missed some of the things that they took out of it. And I think so, like the the throw loops... Or not throw loops. The throws taking away red health was yeah. really smart. I really like that change in there. But I don't know. They just... They nerfed Chun-Li to the ground. I didn't like that at all. So. <laughs> really? Okay. I didn't yeah, know that. It was not... Yeah, they... Uh, there were some unfair things, maybe you could say that she had, and they just took all away all her tools. She was still good, but it was just not. She was not. It wasn't the same. I, yeah, I got a tangent here. I'm sorry, I got a tangent here. <laughs> uh, in August of last year, I got bored of Street Fighter Five, and so I picked up Cross Tech in 2013, and I played Chun Haorong. Uh, yeah. And in order to learn oh, that my team, I had to fight. I had to like like watch footage of you <laughs> because because <laughs> at the time I was playing against Jeff, um, and I was like, "There's actual footage of my team being played against the exact guy I was going to play yeah. ten years ago." <laughs> yeah, it was so, me and Scott in grand finals playing uh, that one time, and I think I had to play yeah. Jeff too to get. Yep. But yeah, that yeah that was that was good times that was when chun was really good <laughs> Wait, so Ch- I, I didn't know they nerfed her though like so chun was better in that version you were playing she was she was way better in well, that version well she used what to, did it take away from her? her her target combo used to be unpunishable it used to be able to do medium punch into a uh, hard punch and people couldn't punish it very oh, very really? cute, unless you did it uh, up close so you used to be able to just fish with that button all day um 
and then they did something with her legs and okay. they made her anti and they made her anti-air worse it was the down forward light kick yeah down forward light kick they made it worse so it was not as but it used to be like unbeatable you used to be able to just do it and beat everything in the air so that explains <laughs> so much because that's what so jeff told me to go watch you and just say do the things that i that Dernis did and then i did those things and then jeff punished me for those yeah because you can't it do was that unsafe before. in 2013 God. Yeah. <laughs> oh in that game you, you could still fish with her buttons but you had to cancel them into legs which was negative on block anyway unless you um, that canceled, right? Right yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But you used to have the, you used to have that privilege back then. And it was awesome. I didn't even know they changed her. Oh my god. Okay. All right. So uh, I learned something today on the podcast. In addition to learning your entire history, that was that <laughs> yeah. was my last question. <laughs> but oh, yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed that game a lot. And then I, I like I said, I missed the Marvel days. Those was always fun. Just hanging yeah. out and playing Marvel. Um, I'm waiting for Marvel Four. I'll jump into Marvel Four if they ever announce it. But who knows? We'll see. <laughs> Did you play any anime games? Any any Arxis? Uh I did. I you played mean? Guilty Gear in like in the first season. Played that a lot. Um, Strive and yeah, Strive, Strive and um, Dragon Ball when it came out. I actually, ran some tournaments in Tucson for oh, that. Nice. Um, I didn't know that. And, yeah, yeah. It was very yeah exactly. That was like my first tournament that I ever ran, and uh, I mean it's a lot more work <laughs> than I anticipated. <laughs> Definitely not my thing. I haven't run anyone since because I'm like yeah, I'll just leave it to you guys. Um, or you're, you're retired now too i would imagine but yes i am yeah, yeah. <laughs> now i understand why yeah <laughs> benny runs them though and benny ran a good one it was uh... yeah oh actually yeah was, we were actually my kids were just talking about that because my days off are going to change uh okay. i'm going to have tuesday wednesdays off and then i might, might actually work better i mean it's going to be if i do anything it'll be on wednesdays so just because that, that's when they're open anyway mm. um the pure esports so I don't know if, if it's gonna happen it's gonna be on wednesdays now okay very cool yeah a lot of respect for you because that's uh yeah that's not easy <laughs> yeah. i had a lot of help too by the way like i had people chip in and uh like run brackets for me and like i had no idea what i was doing with what i forget what the name of it uh light.gg wasn't a thing uh <laughs> what was the other one before it, the launch? it was yeah exactly yeah. yeah i had no idea i never used challenge in my life until that oh day. really Okay. <laughs> Beyond entering the, um, you know, the someone names. tell me they were like two one or whatever, you know, because oh, you just go punch it in, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, um, yeah. <laughs> and then having to actually build a bracket and seed it and do all that, like, yeah, that's too much work for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one thing I do miss though that I enjoy the most is commentating. Like, I wish there was more tournaments that I could go do that. And having like when we had ran bats and being able to go up there and playing was fun. Like, I always wanted to play, but like when I could just tournament's over and i can just sit there and just commentate on matches happening that's that's the best to me Ooh. so definitely miss those times nice yeah well keep we'll keep you in mind for if we run an online tournament if you're interested in commentary oh um, you let me know i will be there cool <laughs> all righty well uh we'll go ahead and call the show here um you can find us on twitch at twitch.tv slash spiral series youtube at youtube.com slash spiral series and an apple podcast and spotify under absolute card uh ernest do you have any shout outs on the way out here um i mean shout outs to john and nick for keeping street fighter alive in tucson so good good on them there's another tournament upcoming i think yeah yep two weeks yeah so come out to yeah, we'll be on Yeah, come out to Tucson for that, guys. Um, but uh, yeah, that's all I really got. Or oh, shout outs to all the people that I made angry. 
here, I guess. <laughs> Uh, it's motivation. It's, it's either motivation or you tuck your tail and you go home and you're just like, man, this guy's too good for me, right? Exactly. And, I mean, like you said, you gotta you gotta trial by fire, right? Like like that to me. Like I said, like I beat you that first match in Street Fighter Four. Like I lost probably for like the next six years, and then when I made that one win, I was just like, I finally arrived. It's all worth it. <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to lose to Ernest. Nobody wants. <laughs> cool. Alrighty, have a good night, everyone. See you next time. Later.